0: Welcome back to Faith Watch. This is Dina here with my co-hosts Rachel and Will. What's up? <laughs> and we are psyched to be getting back into our Crescent City discussion. We're going to be covering chapters fourteen to seventeen today. All the usual qualifiers apply. We're mostly going to focus on these chapters, but there might be spoilers. Not from me because I haven't finished the book yet, but maybe if I make really good guesses like last episode, who knows? Mm -hmm. The last we saw our two main characters who may or may not end up being lovers, who knows who's to say, they were given an assignment that required them to be in forced proximity, which we love and Rachel you're gonna take it from there I think yeah
1: yes absolutely and before we get back to our newly proximal dynamic duo <laughs> we take a brief detour to daddy autumn king and half brother rune dannon Okay, my boyfriend brown prince of the val family yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> So Rune stops by Daddy Autumn King's villa, and as the consummate room pornographist that I am... (laughs) I have to note the room porn that we get because it's, no, it's pretty No, it's so nice. good. You Great. have to. It's so good. It's so good. Okay, so Rune goes to the Autumn King's personal study, which was larger than most single-family houses. Bookshelves rose two stories on every wall. The dream. The dream. Crammed with tomes and artifacts. A golden balcony bisected the space, accessible either by the spiral staircases at the front and back... Wait, I don't know what that means. Okay, wait. Hold on. I spent like 10 minutes trying to
0: imagine that and then yeah, I was like, whatever, like, it's just uh, going to be. I'm like diagramming it. Okay, there's
1: there's <laughs> a golden balcony. There are spiral staircases leading up to it. Heavy black curtains are blocking the morning light from the tall windows. That overlook the interior courtyard of the villa. Interior courtyard. (laughs) Sorry, everybody.
2: It's so hot. It's so hot. It's so good.
1: (laughs) Literally, Sarah J's best form of, like, pornography to me is room porn.
0: And you haven't even gotten to the orrery yet, which to me is like, ugh. Buckle in.
1: Because there's an orrery (laughs) O-R-R-E-R-Y.
2: Which I thought was, until I read the rest of the sentence, where owls are kept.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's like or. Because in the back of the study, there's this orrery, which is a working model of the seven planets, moons and sun in their universe. And it's all made from
2: solid gold. Wow. Wow. Well, and seven seems not like our solar system
0: are we down to seven i thought we had nine and then we lost no no, no that's yeah, what i'm saying like, we basically still have nine in my mind but also they only uh, have seven circles of hell or seven plates seven they yeah. have seven planets and seven layers of hell
2: how many layers of hell do we have
0: well according to dante nine but you know oh. <laughs> yeah huh. hmm I think we're gonna glaze
1: over the fact that we're, we don't have a consensus on how many planets are in our uh, <laughs> solar system. Let's just skip over that. It's hard to it's hard to keep track. There's a lot going on in the world, yeah. and I'm not going to be held accountable
2: for that. No, they're just this room is so good. He has four massive work tables. That just mm. means you can like have your stuff strewn, like you know. Oh my god! You're doing several yeah. different projects, like
1: <gasps> each table, a work table per project. Yeah. A dream. And he has a little like chemistry potion area. <laughs> he has like a I little chemistry, like that? a Bunsen
2: burner. He has black leather notebook. Imagine being able to spend as much money as you want on your black leather notebooks because you're like a king.
0: <gasps> oh my god! He probably has so many like
2: moleskin. Mm-hmm. Like yes, wow. Yes.
0: No, it kind of was hard for me to. I get he's horrible and being like cold or whatever, <laughs> but like we're introduced this like beautiful room and he's just this tinkerer and he's just hanging around mm-hmm. with his like little like thing.
2: Yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, it's me. And I'm like, oh, <laughs>
0: yeah, <right. laughs> I'm like, man i wish it didn't suck it'd be so fun to like hang out there yeah this is where
1: he spends his time doing his little experiments and rune was like oof, only the taxpayers of crescent city knew what their autumn king was up to <laughs> all day sir have you met yourself
0: and what you're doing all day but
2: yeah
1: sir. yeah there we are in daddy autumn king's study what a wonderful place to be we also get a bit more info about rune we get a little a wee little info dumb little more like an info i don't know shovel i don't know
2: <laughs> like a in a moose bouche
1: yeah so rune has been the head of the fay division of the
0: auxiliary <laughs> aka the aux for 15 years yeah
2: we need like the org chart <laughs> yeah
0: the problem is i think they purposely don't have one <laughs> because right. everybody thinks they're in charge
2: it's like a little militia-esque
0: yeah <laughs> yeah
1: anyways so head of the aux Division of the Hawks for 15 years. He has slightly less power than the Autumn King, which is probably good because it's insinuated that the king might eliminate his rivals. As they are wont to do. Sometimes they are wont to do. So less power than daddy, but he is also the only living Fae, prince or otherwise, in on Midgard to be starborn.
0: That we know of. <laughs> <Okay>.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> wait can right. I, Can we hold on this this power comparison because i feel like this is always like i'm just like this is fantasy dick measuring contest yeah. right sure because it's like mm-hmm. and it's a weird it's also a weird notion to be like there's a numerical value we can attach but so then the fact that he was comparing his power to his dad this feels weirdly intimate and like a dick measuring contest with your dad
1: I'm not picking up what you're putting down respectfully. <laughs> yeah, <neither.
2: laughs> okay, I do yeah, think,
1: yeah. like, I mean, maybe that's something that
0: you need to unpack. Um, I think it's more, like, resentful, right? Which also, like, how are you comparing the power of, like, one is fire and one is shadow? Brune's power is from his mom's side, too. Well, Isn't that I don't know if
1: we know this yet. And again, this is in the nature of maybe slight spoilers for the rest of the book that I've Feel okay saying, but when they do the drop, they actually have technology to measure how much power you have when you do the drop.
0: Oh right, yeah.
2: But it's like a weird. But I'm saying from like a like a it's like odd to put that in your world. I don't know in my mind. Yeah,
1: but like when there's a whole thing where the king might kill an heir who has more power than
2: him. Mm. Okay. Then I think okay. you kind of
1: you kind of have to think about daddy's power a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I I I'm sorry. I shouldn't. Have, I should have been sort of like more.
2: Yes, and.
1: Yeah, I should have maybe been a little bit more supportive in that inquiry and i'm sorry
0: i'm gonna do better going forward i think it's more about they're like threatened like he's threatened by him okay well i was trying to like kind of <laughs> yeah, okay <laughs> i know I'm, i support
1: no, you as a friend fine, i'm always here on, for you i just on, anyways daddy autumn king i keep on almost calling him daddy, daddy i King. king. Yeah. i know <laughs> Daddy Autumn King, he's been in power for a couple hundred years. He's showing no signs of aging, so Rune is looking at being second fiddle crown prince for probably a couple more centuries. To his credit, he is generally pretty disgusted by his Nepo baby situation and the fact that his daddy's money pays for everything. He at least is self-aware and kind of hates that. Does he
2: do anything about it?
0: Well, no, (laughs) but... But he does beat himself up about it.
2: <laughs> like, sort of. <laughs> he just, like, drinks a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah, But
1: he's aware of that. Daddy says, look, son, it's time to get married. There's war raging across the sea in Pangera. It might be coming to our shores, so we need to shore up our alliances. Mm-hmm. And we need you to get married and make a baby Daddy is specifically contemplating an interspecies alliance. Wow. Which apparently is very rare. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, yeah. And conveniently, Lil Miss Hypaxia, the newly crowned witch queen mm. of Valbara, happens to be making her way into the world. She's 26
2: <laughs> years old. He's perfect. He's 75.
1: Actually, I, need a, I actually need to take back when I said perfect because that's like a little bit too close in age. No, honestly, yeah. Yeah. It's too close taste. for my liking.
2: <laughs> yeah, like a mere 50 years to bridge.
1: Yeah, it's like you kind of need at boring. least 150. Yeah. But yeah. mystery lady, no pictures exist of her because her mother kept her cloistered away.
0: As if she's going to be anything other than really hot. Yeah, no, I bet she's going to be so super plain
1: looking
2: (laughs) hypaxia's mom is one of those people on facebook who's like oh my god i'm like so excited that my child is born oh my god i'm so excited that like my child took their first steps today yada." yada." and then at the end of every post is like however like because i respect their autonomy i will not be posting any (laughs) photos of them
1: yeah exactly Uh, I'm excited
0: that we're going to get a witch kingdom into the mix.
1: Well, I mean, is it a kingdom or is it like a fucking neighborhood like the rest? I know. It's like the same shit, Uh, right? But there are witches and we gather that we'll hopefully be hearing more from them. Great. And Micah mentioned, as we discussed last episode, that Hypaxia, new witch queen, is going to be making kind of a debut or like her official acknowledgement as new queen at the summit. Right. So she's coming to town soon. So we have that to look forward to. Now Daddy also says he wants Rune to find Luna's horn which we have previously discussed. Mm-hmm. This was that ancient artifact that was stolen from Luna's temple in the middle of a blackout.
2: That I just like that Bryce was ostensibly also looking for it and then yeah. completely failed and now she's gotten an upgrade assignment.
1: Yeah. Everybody was or is kind of looking for Luna's horn. Daddy says it's important for Rune to find it for the Fae due to the ongoing beef with the wolves and the angels and everyone. And the fact that the Fae's power literally has been waning each generation. They really need to score this
0: W for the Fae and get Luna's horn back. Gotcha. I loved that. I think Rune says that he figured out that this must have come from a meeting with Micah where Micah kind of insinuated Mm -hmm. that the Fae's power were not as strong and i'm like hmm, right. does Micah actually want the horn is he just instigating them to get the horn back who knows only time will tell
2: right and also that daddy autumn king thinks he's this sophisticated
0: yeah whatever <laughs> and
2: Micah is just like ugh, if i just insult him he will do whatever i want
0: mm-hmm. right exactly
1: <laughs> yeah and daddy mentions that the horn was first wielded by peleus who was the first starborn prince of the fae and so Rune might find
0: that like calls to like. Don't you just love when like calls to like? Because I, I for one, fucking love when like calls to like. Like one of mm-hmm. my favorite like mini tropes, I think. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. I wish
2: like called to like more in my own personal life, to be honest. But <laughs> you know. still
0: know, Yeah.
2: <laughs> Alas.
1: And he also mentions that Peleus, the first starborn prince, you know, blind all of his Mm. enemies with his starborn power. And then at the end of this interaction, he asks Rune for a little bit of his starborn juice. And Rune can only conjure a little pinprick
0: of light and it gives him a huge headache and stuff. Side note, though. I love how SJM describes power and describes tunneling down into the black pit within himself, past the churning well of his shadows to the little hollow beneath, curled upon itself like some hibernating creature, lay the single seed of iridescent light. He Mm. gently cupped it with a mental palm, stirring it awake. Mm. She's done this in other books, too, and I love the way Mm -hmm. that she gives you the visual of where the power comes from it's not just shooting out of their hands they have to go get it
2: it does make me wonder though what with my inability to picture things if i would be able to wield Mm -hmm. maybe i have magic and i just can't wield it because
1: yeah aphantasia there's lots of little nuggets here i think the final nugget that we get is we learn a little bit more about rune's trip to the oracle which is something Mm -hmm. that all fey kids when they're coming of age do generally. It's a tradition that they go to the oracle and he says something to them. And it's like revelatory about their future. And Rune lied to his dad about what the oracle said. And he said the oracle said that he would be a fair and just king.
2: (laughs) This is an obvious lie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, in fact,
0: she actually said
1: the royal bloodline shall end with you.
0: I love this because, okay, so he thinks there are two options here, and I think there are two totally different options here, right? So he thinks either A, that means he's going to die, or B, he's not going to have any kids, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know about either of those things happening. That would be too obvious. Either something about Bryce's power and the royal bloodline shifts to her or something because she's the chosen one, who knows? Or, I don't know, these people are ripe for another uprising rebellion. Maybe they just decide to get rid of the royal bloodlines and monarchy altogether and become a... Right, try mm. democracy, yeah. Happy little democracy. Those are my guesses. It's one of those two. So the second one makes sense. But I think if it was Bryce, the bloodline is... Isn't that the bloodline continuing?
2: like a kind of textualist reading.
0: Oh, she'll end with you. I guess, I guess. But I'm like, I don't know. I feel like they could... So we'll see, but I just wanted to flagged a flag that
1: um, don't know why I said it like that, but anyways. Now we're back in our minimalist chic penthouse with Bryce. She's home after a long day of work, ready to get cozied up on the couch and watch some reality TV, which, love it. My kind of girl, yep. Mm-hmm. But we little syrinx won't stop growling and hissing and clawing at the window. Mm. And he's all worked out like... By the way, uh, we previously were unclear about his tail. and I just I want to that. clarify... <laughs> It's a long tail tufted with dark fur at the end like a lion. So it's not like an alligator tail. I don't know where I got guys that from. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I spent days picturing that, but it's fine. That's just b- clear, detail he's, like, to clarify. much
1: cuter than that. Oh, and he yeah. has like little bird-like talons.
0: So he's yeah. just like a cute
1: little weird beastie. Okay. So Bryce goes to the window and spots a winged male sitting on the opposite roof staring right at her. Who could it be, Rach? Right? Yeah. She knew those gray wings and the dark shoulder-length hair and the
2: cut of those broad shoulders. Wow. She already knows the cut of his shoulders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm? I'd
1: recognize them shoulders anywhere. work. <laughs> she gives Hunt a dazzling smile and then slashes the heavy curtains shut. Her phone rings and Hunt growls, open the curtains, I want to watch the show. That's oh that's kind of cute that is cute they chat they do their banter 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 cheeky cheeky <laughs> etc i love it so i would read the whole thing but we don't we don't have time for that but it's cute it is cute, right yeah will doesn't think it's that cute i think it's kind of cute
2: yeah no it's mostly cute it's just like she's being really annoying but he was being a dick earlier so it's yeah, like yeah he's fine. also being annoying yeah yeah,
1: yeah will Hunt once again sort of calls her stupid (laughs) in some respect. That's bad. Yeah, she tells him to fly the fuck off. Now, she hears a large thud against the window and storms over, throws open the curtains, and he's hovering right outside of her window, which I just like the imagery of that. Yeah. I
0: love that. That's
2: Her, like, floor-to-ceiling window.
0: Yes. And I love picturing all the people below just staring up and being like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's also, like, famous, so it's like, what's going on?
1: She refused to back away, even as her heart thundered. She shoves open the window. What? And his dark eyes didn't so much as blink. Striking. That was the only word Bryce could think of to describe his handsome face, full of powerful lines and sharp cheekbones. But what a jerk. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Cheeky cheeky banter banter. And he says, I will do whatever the hell it takes to solve this case, even if it means tying you to a fucking chair until you write those lists. Meaning lists of suspects and Danica's whereabouts before her death. She smirked.
0: Bondage. Nice. (laughs) Love that moment. Mm. Love that from her. I hope this is, you know, keying us into something that happens like 50 chapters from now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Cheeky,
1: cheeky. And she tells him
0: immortality is
1: a long time to have a giant stick up your ass. She puts her hands on her hips. <laughs>
2: I love that. <laughs> she's like that statue on Wall Street now of like the girl on the bull. Oh, yeah, the girl <laughs> boss. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I just think all the banter is cute. If you're not reading the book, just read it. It's cute. Whatever. <laughs> I loved also the aside. So she's like trying to do her little girl boss sassy stance. And then it says, Never mind that she was completely undermined by syrinx dancing at her feet, dancing in place. Oh. He's just freaking out, wagging his tail. Like, he just loves Hunt. Yeah. yeah. So cute, wagging his tail at Hunt. And it says, dragging his stare away from her, the angel surveyed her pet with raised brows. Hunt snorted, as if despite himself. You're a smart beastie, aren't you? Obsessed with your Hunt voice. <laughs> Thank you. It's not as good as the audiobook. It's, you should l- listen to the audiobook, folks. But Syrinx likes Hunt, and Hunt likes Syrinx. So I think it's really cute.
0: Yeah, I think that's cute, too. Even though I love that Bryce also is almost jealous. He's mine. Siri's mine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Mm -hmm. a sucker for, like, men with animals, getting along with animals. Well, that's a, yeah, that's a common affliction, I think. (laughs) It definitely
1: is. (laughs) The next morning, we find Hunt standing in the misting rain outside of a nail salon that Bryce is patronizing. He's fuming because... Bryce appears to be more concerned with getting her nails done than solving this murder. Mm-hmm. Now, as an aside, I love the description of this nail salon. Mm-hmm. It mentions that all of the various species yes. are getting their nails, or talons, talon. or claws done. <laughs> I loved Do you it. You picture it's like you know Zootopia yes. with all the like little animal shifters. Like that is cute. And
0: some of them are getting like the four like four legs, and some of them have like really long talons. Like yeah, I think that was yeah. so fun.
1: I love it so much. The person at the welcome counter is a teal-haired falcon shifter. Obviously, somebody with talons is going to work at this place. I just thought this book, I have to give it to her, is packed with so many little rich
2: scenes. Like, little... Yeah. yeah."
1: We can't talk about all of them because we'll be here, like, constantly. But I just love that.
0: Well, that's the thing. It's like, okay, so much world building, whatever. But, like, it's so fun. Like, I want, like... Want to see what their little nail salons and coffee shops are like.
1: Yeah. There's something little on every page like this. I just think it's so cute. Also, Hunt's outside and something like, I didn't write it down, but he's he's watching like a family of quail shifters waddle by. (laughs) Waddle. Yeah. Hunt's out there, huffy puffy, fuming, waiting for her for over an hour to finish her appointment. And as he does so, he calls up Isaiah to complain. (laughs) Now, I quote... Isaiah answers, his voice breathless in a way that told Hunt he was either at the barracks gym or enjoying his boyfriend's company.
2: Oh, ah! oh I missed that. You missed it? Yeah, I missed oh, it. Excuse
1: me. <laughs> I can only say, Sarah, you coward, show us the damn tapes. Yeah. Why is this off screen?
0: Why is this off screen? Put it on screen. Is this gay baiting?
2: (laughs) Yeah, probably. Or is that different? I don't know what that means. Is that different? No, that's different.
1: No, that's when like a straight guy. Right, right. Anyways, I'm just saying Isaiah Breathless from enjoying his boyfriend's company. We need to see it.
2: Yeah, to believe it. I'm sick of this nonsense.
0: Describe it. Even though it does appear that he actually is on a treadmill. He is on a treadmill. Fine. Next okay, time. Whatever. Describe it.
1: Yeah. Show us. Show us that, yeah. at least. know, <laughs> right? I can't believe you missed that, Will. We need to pay close, I close know, attention like to so, LGBTQ like side th- characters. It's just like the,
2: they're scraps and you have to get them yeah. all if you're going to be even a quarter satisfied. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Now, he's debriefing Isaiah and it turns out, he's like, did you know that chimeras, which is what syrinx is, are able to pick locks, open doors, jump between two places as if they are walking from one room to another? <laughs> obsessed with this yes and he says apparently quinlan doesn't know because like she keeps syrinx in a crate you know when she's gone or whatever and then he says well maybe it's just a comforting little crate for siri
0: yeah maybe you can stop assuming she doesn't know
2: (laughs) yeah maybe she does fucking know she didn't google the fucking chimera she got Hmm.
0: yeah but apparently
1: at dawn hunt perhaps appeared like he was dozing off on the roof and all of a sudden syrinx appears right next to him. Bites him in the ass because he looks like he's falling asleep and then vanishes again right back into the apartment.
0: Could not love this more. So cute. And
1: then Bryce comes out of her bedroom and open the curtains to see Hunt grabbing his own ass like a fucking idiot, in quotes.
2: And I just love that he called his boss to like,
0: <laughs> Complain to be like, that. I
2: look like such an idiot.
0: <laughs> yeah. In front of this girl that I definitely don't yeah, have a crush don't on. Don't like her at yeah. all,
2: lest my dick get cut off.
0: Oh, I love that Siri can do that, though, and I like can't wait to see how that continues to play. I think that's so fun.
1: Hunt explains, when I flew over to explain, she blasted her music and
0: ignored me like a fucking brat. Excuse me. Rude again, <laughs> yeah. but anyways. If someone was knocking on my window at 7 in the morning expecting me to speak to them. I wouldn't be doing it either.
2: Although, in his defense, he spent all night outside in the rain to protect her. And then she is just like, I can't hear you. Like, my music's too loud. (laughs) Yeah,
1: to be fair, like, she kind of is being a bit of a brat. But, like, you don't get to call her that. No. We get to call her that. Anyways, he gets off the phone complaining to boss friend Isaiah. Bryce finally finishes her very long nail appointment and hugs her nail artist As she's leaving and finally emerges, Hunt basically explodes at her for not working on the list of suspects or Danica's whereabouts like she's supposed to be doing. And he's a jerk about it. And so she's kind of like, oh, whatever. We learn that later that night, Bryce will reveal to him that she actually had drafted the list of suspects the night before. And she went to the nail salon because she had basically done some Internet sleuthing and found the girlfriend of maximus Tertian, the guy who was murdered she found out that she worked at the nail salon and so the nail artist that she was spending all that time with was the girlfriend and she was getting the tea so many
0: thoughts yeah let's hear it number one it's what 36 hours after her boyfriend died maybe 48 mm. yeah and she's just at work chilling talking about the gossip to a sh- random stranger yeah sure Sure. Are we just, we're just going to, are we going to roll? I think we're glossing. glossing. I think we're glossing. Cool, cool, cool.
2: Maybe it was a transactional girlfriendhood, you know?
0: Yeah, maybe it was like
2: Bryce
1: and that rich
0: guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was the mob boss and she's just, you know, has her nice apartment that he pays for so she could do nails, which is her true passion. Right. Yeah. So she finds
1: out that Maximus Tertian and Danica had a mutual acquaintance in the Viper Queen. Who is the ruler of the meat market.
2: Mommy Viper Queen. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Mommy Viper Queen. And she told Hunt she would have told him sooner if he hadn't been such an asshole when she came out of the salon. Which, fair. Yeah, fair. Fair. Chapter 16, I want the floor for a minute. Great. I need everyone to strap in, prepare yourself for my own personal ick festival. Oof. Great. Yes. Because we are about to discuss the frat house that Rune lives in. (laughs) And I want to say up front, if you want to remain sexually attracted to Rune, you need to skip ahead. You need to skip a couple minutes
0: ahead. Now, I will emotionally be skipping ahead
1: <laughs> yeah this is tough for all of us and and listen it's it's not something that i'm really going to be getting over but some maybe some of us can but it won't be me <laughs> okay <laughs> where to begin i'm going to start with a few points and i know that you guys probably also have thoughts about this and i'm looking forward to hearing them but let's right. let's cover a few key facts here okay first of all rune has been living with his roommate slash bffs flynn and declan for 50 years <laughs> They have been roommates. They have lived in this particular house for twenty years. Oh, it's basically it's basically a frat house. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's stains on the walls. They're basically constantly throwing parties. They have a beer pong table <laughs> with some stupid thing painted on it. It's like with some fae eating an angel, and like the wings <laughs> are just sticking out of his mouth, painted on the beer pong table. Okay. It talks about when Bryce visited, when she was in her teen years, they had to, like cleaned a ton and hid every bong and bottle of liquor, every pair of female underwear that had never been returned to its owner, (laughs) every trace and scent of sex and drugs and all the stupid shit that they did. They hid it all when she came to visit as a teen. Do
2: straight boys just have piles of underwear that go... Don't you you put your underwear back on in the morning, usually?
0: Only if you can find them. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem like a place where things are neatly arranged and where you might...
2: Dina, how many times have you left your underwear? Okay, let
0: not- No, <laughs> no. I'm just saying I've heard that it happens.
1: <laughs> it's definitely a thing in movies and stuff, okay, I feel like. Yeah, to a degree, right? But
0: also to the point about scents. Oh my God.
1: Can <sighs> you
2: imagine? Yeah. Ew, that's disgusting.
1: The chandelier is half ripped out of the ceiling from when last week or something, (laughs) Declan had leapt off the stair railing onto it, swinging around and swinging from his bottle of whiskey. (laughs) And must I remind you, these are all cops. But, and I quote, getting wasted was for off nights only. Never when on duty or on call. (laughs) So at least they're um, really responsible cops. Yeah,
2: I've, like, seen The Wire. Like, they just get shit-faced and drive the car into a pole. But they're off-duty, so it's fine.
1: Right. Yeah. So these are (laughs) 80-year-olds who are living like
0: frat guys, okay? Can I... But you finish, and then I have two things to say in rebuttal.
2: Ooh.
0: Well, I was was actually going to rebut myself, so
1: why don't you tell me what your rebuttals are? Let's hear them.
0: Okay, rebuttal number one. I can fix him. (laughs) Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) No, but actually, my actual... The only thing that makes me cringe slightly less is what I think they've talked about when it comes to Rune and his dad and what they also talk about when it comes to, I think, his friend Lynn, which is these boys are kind of stuck in this extended adolescence because their Mm -hmm. dads are going to be ruling for, like, a few centuries. And then when they're done, they're going to have a miserable few centuries of existence ruling. And so Mm -hmm. they're kind of forced, not forced, they're choosing, but they're kind of set up to act like adolescents for hundreds of years. I think that's fair.
1: Also, along the lines of what we previously discussed in terms of everybody being cops. So both with the cop thing and with the eight year- olds acting like frat boys thing, we have to say that it just looks worse in the modern backdrop of right. it where again, if you're in your old- timey right. lands where they're like at the Wee tavern drinking right. the ale and like,
0: being Going in off the to wars the party cottage, stuff. like in the woods, right. that they always go do to, to get drunk.
1: A little bit easier to swallow. Yeah. And we also did not actually have to see, for instance, our beloved Illyrians. We didn't actually have to Riot. see that part of their throw down. life. Yeah, yeah. We simply get to hear it in passing right. when they're all mature, ready to finally settle down. Which, to be fair, is three hundred years after, right? Mm-hmm. But now we're we're having to look at it, and mm. let me
0: tell you, it's not cute. It's not real. pretty.
2: I have no sympathy for them
0: yeah 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 Or honestly, if I was Rune's friends, I'd be pissed that we weren't at least staying in the really nice villa that he has that he refuses. Why can't we just stay in the villa? Yeah,
2: out of some performative notion of I'm not, I'm, yes, this house was also bought by my daddy's money, but I won't, (laughs) I draw the line at the villa that he's giving me. I I draw a line I have. Okay, motherfucker. He does this whole, like, I hate my dad. I'm like, you're, he's like 17. He's not even 22. He's 17 years old. I know. Moody in his fucking bedroom.
1: Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. So speaking of which, that sort of brings us into the scene, which is that Rune is lying on his bed, listening to music in his headphones, getting high as all get out on some mirth root.
2: Sick. (laughs)
1: he's trying to blow off steam from his meeting with daddy autumn king which if you have to get high as fuck to like cope with seeing your dad for like five minutes yeah honestly i do get that well i (laughs) know it's just again it's like yeah i get it but you're 80 and this doesn't seem sustainable but anyways you're not 80 dina everyone's 80 you're somewhat short of 80 anyways so he's super high vibing to some music on his bed and then all of a sudden bryce shows up in his bedroom And he thinks that he's hallucinating because she hasn't been at this house since she was 16 years old before they had that big fight and falling out. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, what does he see, Dina? Well, this is what I was going to say. He also feels like Mm -hmm. he's hallucinating. It says his head spun as he narrowed his eyes at her blinking at the halo of starlight that danced around her head and at her feet. hmm Wow. Looky wow. here. A halo, almost like a crown type of thing. Starlight. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm in. I just
2: want you to know, Dina, that I'm on my third read because I read it once a while ago. I read it once when we were going to start doing this and then I read it before every episode. Right. And it was on the third reading that I noticed this detail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was on maybe my 18th. <laughs> yeah
0: conservatively listen honestly very glad that the great books education that i'll be paying for for the rest of my life had some merit <laughs> right yeah yeah because look at you now look at me now <laughs> look what you've parlayed that into <laughs> right. picking up small details and fantasy novels returning
1: to ick ick town ickville
0: usa comma
1: Andrew, midgard, called?
0: midgard.
1: <laughs> he thinks he's hallucinating but he realizes okay if she's here she must need to talk about something important she doesn't come here and then he observes at least she was in normal clothes for once even if the jeans were painted on and the cream colored sweater left little to the imagination oh my god
2: what
0: did we what do we have to no we didn't have to we did not have to
2: shortly after he reflects on the last time she was here how they had to pick up all the female underwear that was there dude
0: yeah
1: so gratuitous (laughs) So unnecessary. Fucking weird. That really also
0: really gave me the ick. I also think this is one of those things that we talked about where it's like they have to describe her from someone's perspective. Mm. And it just so happens that she sees Rune first and it's him. You know what I mean? This is third person narration. So they don't.
2: Yeah. It could just go sort of on
0: That's true. On. That's true. Yeah. So you actually don't really need him to describe it. You could just say it. It does confuse me. I'm like, wait, am I supposed to be in somebody's mind right now? No, I'm not. Now I am. No. Mm hmm.
1: Bryce frowned toward the corner of his room, toward the pile of unwashed laundry and the star sword he'd chucked atop it. But notably, again, don't know if you picked up on this, Dina, but it seems as if
0: the sword is singing. I was going to say, I was like, I mean, Rune, if you don't want the sword, maybe there's somebody else who it might be a better fit for. Mm
2: -hmm. He's a little high. He's a little busy being high, so. Yeah, fine.
1: Yeah. He's like, well, the sword's like singing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Bryce is like, ugh, you're too fucking high. I'm going to get you some water. So she storms through the house. Declan is on the couch. Mm. Declan, one of the best friend roomies, Love Declan. A laptop on his knee and a very interested drakey male half sprawled over him. Running clawed fingers through Dex's dark red hair. This is
2: just this is truly this is ground no one has broke before. We are No, like this
0: is queer 20, character number
2: two. Right. And we're like twenty percent of the way into this book, and we already have two queer side characters with dialogue.
0: Yeah. Wow. That is true. Also, what is a breaky? I actually don't know.
2: I think they are the I think we learned this at some point. The demons slip into the world. And sometimes have sex with people. They're the half-demon offspring. Is that right?
0: Oh, right. They're like demon these Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which I'm sure like, like a hot half-demon is hotter because they're half-demon, you know?
1: Of course. But yeah, that sounds right. So get it, Deck.
2: Deck. Declan, who's like kind of like tech, tech- tech bro Mm -hmm. yeah he's kind of like a nerdy tech bro very useful coder very useful as a plot device who can sort of just like solve a problem
0: no i love when there's a hacker you can't Mm -hmm. have a world in which there's technology and not have a hacker be someone's best friend
2: it's all like all 2000s and 2010s shows have just a tech person who
0: yes Yes. yeah clickety
2: clacks and they take over the cameras or whatever and the heist can be right
0: yeah,
1: but I do love here how he has a laptop balanced on one knee and like a drakey oh, on love. the other
0: knee. You know, it's yeah. perfect. It's everything. No multitasking
1: notes. king. Meanwhile, Flynn snooze has a pretty dryad in his lap. Who can say whatever? <laughs> Bryce is here to ask Rune if he has any intel about the Viper Queen. Because apparently Maximus Tertian was murdered on her turf. Right. Yep. And Rune's like, uh, ah, like, don't be crazy. Like, stay away from her. This is dangerous. Like, why is the governor making you investigate this? This is ridiculous. Like, it's dangerous. Don't do it. I'm going to call the governor. Blah, 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 blah. You
2: know? hmm
0: <laughs> Men being men. Yeah.
2: Also, it's like his job to, right, he has so far failed to find this murderer. Like, doesn't he work for the police? Yes. Like, yeah, maybe yeah. you did your so, fucking job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then at some point, he's like, oh, like, like it's dangerous, like, blah, blah. She's like, oh, don't worry, like, I have my guard outside. (laughs) So Hunt's waiting outside in the street, and Rune just gets, like, this murderous, like, (laughs) <laughs> like, rah, rah, rah. and he like jumps off the stair thing he, like jumps down right like off the porch yeah yeah storms out into the street cross the street dents a car as he's crossing the street to like go get up in athelar's face
2: he like jumps down and immediately his two friends like his little boy squad just assembles like autobots yeah. roll out they just yeah. like they immediately get up and they're like behind him and they're all, walking down together
0: yeah it's giving twilight it made me laugh yeah they're like yeah like let's go teach him a
1: lesson so they go out and they are like swinging their dicks around with hunt blah 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 whatever they're like yeah like, bleh, bleh. like <laughs> and <laughs> that's like, it
2: rune isn't described which i feel like is the thing that comes up a lot in fantasy books that i hadn't really like thought through until now it's like in a killing sort of mood and i was like i yeah. have no idea what a killing sort of mood is
1: and i'm glad to hear that they're fey i don't know
2: yeah i guess they're emotional they
1: kind of can't help it i guess but whatever as we discussed previously they have previous beef from when they got into a little fisticuffs so they just continue that
0: i love their flirty dick measuring thing they're doing (laughs) yeah
2: well and then Rune is watching Hunt and Bryce. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I
0: just, love
2: this. <laughs> I think like, I didn't catch this and I was thinking about how absurd it would be to watch this from afar. But Rune studied them as they walked away. Bryce would speed up. Hunt would match her pace. She'd drop back. He'd do the same. She'd edge him to the right, right, right. Off the curb and into oncoming traffic. He'd narrowly avoid a swerving car and step back onto the sidewalk, which is like like, incredibly flirty to just be, like, kind of leaning up against someone as you're walking with them. It's, like, very childish and weird.
0: No, I think it's great. I think here's the thing. She knows that he is a man who needs to be nagged.
2: He does need to be nagged.
0: He needs to be brought down a little bit. And he loves it. She's doing it. He loves being and it, negged. Yeah, he mm. needs it. And I really giggled picturing that, too. Yeah. Good for Brycey. Cool. So let's leave it here. We'll miss you. Come visit us at Instagram TikTok. Feel free to... Throw us a five-star rating. Catch you next time. See you next time. Bye.